Shalom Aleichem and Biyaf of Teach 613, we welcome you to Take 10 for Talmud. Babakama Kuf Hei, Babakama 105A, pagination is 209, starting from the top of the page, about 8 lines down. The Mishnah told us on Kuf Gimel Ahmed Aleph that if a person paid up the amount that he stole, except for a pachos mishave pruta, less than the value of a pruta, which is considered the minimal valuation in money. So it still has half a pruta. You could make an accounting of how much it's worth, but it doesn't reach a pruta. You don't have to go cross the sea in order to return it to achieve your atonement. Instead, you can simply notify the person that a pachas mishava pruta still remains and he can collect it the next time that you meet. So we're dealing with a case where, for example, he paid up the entire value of the item, but something remains. He took a box of paper clips. One paper clip he didn't return. And that paper clip, when we do a valuation on it, is Pachos Mishave Pruta. So there's an actual item sitting in his possession belonging to the other person, but it's worth Pachos Mishave Pruta. That's one way to understand the Mishnah. Amr Rav Papa, Rav Papa said, this is the first quote of Rav Papa, Lo Actually, the rule only applies if the item that was stolen doesn't exist. says Rav Papa in the first approach, if the item still exists, you have to go and return it to the person, even with this great travel, because we're worried that it might go up in value. And at that moment, when it goes up in value, according to this first version of Rav Papa, the person will lose his kapara. His kapara was predicated on the fact that he has nothing that he needs to go out of his way to return. It's Pachas Mishava Pruta. And that could change. Paperclip can go up in value. And therefore, Rav Papa says, the ruling that if it's Pachas Mishava Pruta, you don't have to pursue him to return it, is only when you owe a value. You stole a pastrami sandwich and you ate it in its entirety and you paid up for the product that was stolen with the exception of a pachas mishava pruta. So valuation is never going to change. Value is value. If it's pachas mishava pruta, it remains pachas mishava pruta. But if something still remains of the original thing, you never know. It may be worth a pruta at some point, and he'll have a problem. So he should have to return it. Ikeda Amri, there's another view. Amar Rav Papa, quoting Rav Papa also, 
But this is the second version of Rav Papa. Loshna gezela kayemes, veloshna she'en gezela kayemes. It makes no difference if the item is intact or it's not intact, and it's only value that he owes. Eino tzarech leilech acharov. You do not have to go after the person. Leshema tesyaker lo chayshinot. We're not worried that the value is going to change. And that's how the Gemara phrases it. We're not worried. So right now, it's less than a Shava Pruta. The requirement to go across the world to return it doesn't apply to him. And we're not worried that it's going to change in value. Interestingly, in Halacha, Simen Shin Samach Zayin, the Sima in Sifkat and Ches wonders what happens in this Yaker. What happens if it does, does go up in value? You're basing the ruling, second version of Rav Papa, we're not worried it's going to change value. What happens if it does? And the Sma brings a machlokes, whether you would be obligated to return it at that point by going across the world because you lost your kapara, or if your kapara remains even though it changed in value. The Orach HaShulchan, if Dalid, explains one approach, even if it goes up in value, is that you're still absolved. And the Gemara said, Lo Chayshina, we're not worried, but even if it happened, it wouldn't be a problem. Kevan Shepam Achas Lo Shava Pruta, once it reached a point where that item was not worth a pruta. Hava kimechila, it is classified like a forgiveness to the point that you don't have to go out of your way across the world to return it to the person. You achieved your kapara at that point. Ve'eshev didn't apply and you got your kapara. What about the dissenting view that the Sma said? It's machlokes. Some say that if it goes up in value, you actually have a problem. And the wording of the Gemara was literal. Lo We're not worried about it. But if it happened, you'd have to deal with it. So the Orach HaShulchan says, because Bershusa shall nigzal nisyakra. The item, the paper clip in our case, is still owned by the person who it was stolen from. So it went up in his possession. He's the owner. And therefore, it actually is a Shavapruta, and that amount has the ramification that you have to return it um, even across the world. The Arach HaShulchan observes as an aside, in Goza Lechatchila Pachas Mishavapruta, if a person initially stole less than a Shava Pruta, which he's not allowed to do, but he did it and now it went up in value, that's Ein Tzarech HaShava that doesn't require return because immediately there was Mechila on that amount. But our case is that a substantial amount was stolen, the person paid up almost all of it, he omitted to pay back a drop. Right now, Less than a Shava Pruta, second version of Rav Papa, 
he's not obligated to travel. But if it actually did go up, there would be a difference of opinion if the obligation to return it is so significant that he would have to travel to fulfill that. Going back to the Gemara, I mentioned on a number of occasions that sometimes you could look at a Gemara after you know all the background information and you can suggest a whole new insight into the two versions of Rav Papa. It always troubles us. How can two people quote Rav Papa authoritatively with two different rulings? Now, sometimes that's possible because Rav Papa reversed his ruling over the years. Maybe someone gave him a convincing argument and one student was from 10 years before the other student. It is possible for two authoritative versions of Rav Papa to exist. And the bottom line is, it really makes no difference. There are two legitimate viewpoints, even if Rav Papa had never said them. The Gemara views them as two legitimate viewpoints. There is the possibility, though, sometimes to go back to a Gemara after you know all the other information and appreciate that perhaps when Rav Papa presented this halacha, in one case, he was referring to the possibility that it might go up in value. And therefore he said, Ein gezela kayemes. The ruling is only definitive if the item doesn't exist. But if it went up in value, when it went up in value, you would actually have to return it. And therefore there's an element of chayshinan shemetesyaker, such a concern. Meaning, that if you understand the psak, like those who say, if it goes up, you would have to travel to return it, so then the first version of Rav Papa could be was considering that. The second version of Rav Papa is, bottom line, Shema Tesyake Lo We're not worried that such a thing will happen. But of course, if it did happen, you'd be out of luck. And suddenly you're much older, and it's much harder to travel, and it's much harder to do tshuva, and that obligation would be upon you. In any case, the basic ruling, as we find it in Shulchan Aruch, Shemins, Shin Samach Zayin, Seif Gimel, is Shema Tisyaker Lo Chayshinon, that we are not worried that it's going to go up in value, and therefore he would still return it, but he doesn't have to travel to do so. Yeshe thank you for joining.